0: All my life, I've always wanted to help people. Fast forward 40 plus years on this planet and I'm running the holistic clinic of my dreams. I founded the supplement company of my dreams and I'm stepping into each day like it's a dream. Now, I get to help even more people through this podcast and I want you to have the tools to feel your best, to optimize, to figure out what's going wrong and how to course correct. I believe in you so much. Knowledge is power, and we're going to transform your life together. School of Doza is in session. Hi, everyone. Hope you're having an incredible week. I just love seeing the seasons change and people move into more family-centric times with the holidays. I hope I greet you at this exact moment feeling bright and happy. And if not, we can turn it around. There is always hope, and I want you to feel like you have hope every time you listen to this podcast. I really do. Today, we're going to talk about the thyroid, what to do to keep your thyroid healthy. This is what people want to do. They want to have some maintenance work done if they already have a healthy thyroid, but there's also information on here for people battling thyroid conditions like hypothyroid and Hashimoto's. Before we start, I want to let you know that we launched the Nurse DOZA Instagram this past month, and if you're up on that and you love getting health tips here and there and you want to hear about what we're up to in Austin, be sure to give it a follow And of course, you prefer watching the podcast, search Nurse Doza on YouTube. All right, let's get into it. Here are my tips. Class is in session. So we're talking about the thyroid today. And why are we talking about the thyroid? Why is the thyroid so important in our health? The most simple way to put this, the thyroid has an effect on every single cell in our body. Just put it that way. The thyroid has Some kind of effect, whether positive or negative, on every single cell in our body. And we need a healthy thyroid in order to be healthy, plain and simple. Now, what are the facts when it comes to our thyroid health? 20 million Americans every year suffer with thyroid issues. 20 million. And I'm pretty sure around the world there's similar numbers. One in eight women in the United States will be impacted by a thyroid disorder at some point in their life. So you know someone who has a thyroid issue. I'd probably say it's less than one in eight, actually. I'd probably say it's probably one in six. One in five women will have a thyroid issue at some point in their life. Symptoms can include thinning of the hair, right, especially around the eyebrows. What about fatigue? we did a whole podcast on fatigue. You should check that out. Weight gain. We talked about low libido before. I mean, sometimes people think oh it's low sex, uh, sex hormones like estrogen, testosterone, could be thyroid issues. Infertility. Right? How many women have issues with infertility in this country and it could be thyroid related because the thyroid is directly involved in a healthy reproductive cycle in both men and women. The thyroid is an incredible organ that is involved in metabolism. And the first practice for keeping your thyroid healthy is to get more sunlight. You wanna take it a step further? Go take vitamin D supplementation. Over a billion people worldwide are vitamin D deficient. Over a billion people worldwide are vitamin D deficient. So I'm talking to you. You need more vitamin D. And I can make a whole podcast if we haven't already on vitamin D. Vitamin D is an incredible vitamin hormone, antioxidant. This thing helps everything in the body and we have receptors for it all throughout the body. But studies have shown that vitamin D supplementation directly helps support a healthy thyroid. It can actually help reduce thyroid antibodies. And we'll talk about that here in a second. But for anyone who's listening at home, just think this, you most likely need vitamin D supplementation. You need sunlight every day, let's be honest, right? That That's a necessity. That is a, a constant necessity, non-negotiable, that sunlight is needed in your body. Sunlight is needed to help regulate your mood, to help regulate your sleep, to help regulate your thyroid. And if you're missing out on sunlight first thing in the morning, you have to take a vitamin D supplementation. Studies after studies here show vitamin D supplementation directly helps support a healthy thyroid. And the vitamin D that you're taking or the sunlight that's giving you the vitamin D plays a significant role in your immune system. So could I make the case that a person that has Hashimoto's has an immune system issue? Yeah, it's an autoimmune disorder, right? Directly affects your immune system. Could all of this also had low vitamin D levels in the person as well? Yes. Just assume you're vitamin D deficient. A billion people worldwide are right? Probably not the people living near the equator, but a billion people worldwide are vitamin D deficient, which means their thyroid health is compromised. Just assume that. If you're an 18-year-old person, a 20-year-old person, a 30-year-old person, if you're not taking vitamin D right now, 67-year-old, you know everyone, right? Come on. If you're not taking vitamin D right now, it's not helping your thyroid. Take your vitamin D. Get your sunlight. It plays a significant role in even lowering thyroid antibodies, and I talked about that. So another practice I want you to keep in mind for keeping your thyroid healthy is to measure your TPO antibodies yearly. TPO is a blood test. It is a thyroid antibody test, and a lot of times when it comes to thyroid health, you will measure labs for your thyroid. Almost every person that has thyroid medication has had their thyroid measured at one point. It's usually the TSH or the free T3, the total T3, total T4, all those things. But years ago when I got into practice, it was rare that I had anyone who was on thyroid medications who had a thyroid issue had a practitioner order a TPO lab panel on them. Thyroid perioxidase is an antibody that's naturally produced by the thyroid in response to inflammation or infection. If you have low level inflammation think of it as low level infections. Your body can't tell the difference, right? It's stress. The body says it's stress. I mean, if you have bacterial and viral infections that love the viral infections, love the liver. I mean, uh, they love the thyroid. They love the liver too. But if you measure your viral loads like Epstein-Barr, right? I would also measure your TPO. If you're getting thyroid medication, I would measure your TSH. I'd also measure your TPO. In fact, if you're not even taking thyroid meds, I would measure your TSH and your TPO yearly. I measure the TPO yearly in almost every client that comes in, especially if they're female. Why? Because I've seen over the years that a female on thyroid medication could have a normal range TSH and have a high TPO. A high TPO could indicate Hashimoto's disease. I mean, it is the test to measure, actually. So that's why I find it fascinating that Hashimoto's in the United States is the most common cause of hypothyroidism. Let me repeat that. The most common issue that most people in the United States will incur will have hypothyroidism. And the cause of that hypothyroidism is Hashimoto's, an autoimmune inflammatory disorder that you basically cause your thyroid to become infected and inflamed. Maybe you didn't intentionally do that, but that's what happened. And I said, it's fascinating because if you measure the TPO, you have to measure this as you're managing Hashimoto's. I still meet patients and clients that get a diagnosis of Hashimoto's and the practitioner never ordered the TPO. How in the world were they ever able to diagnose uh, Hashimoto's without measuring the thyroid antibody? But see, here's the thing. Every there's stress and there's good stress in the body, right? We need some stress. We have to have stress, right? Sunlight, that's a stress in the body. We have to have that in order to function, right? You need to work. Can't get past working, right? And if you think about your thyroid antibodies, your thyroid response to stress, that's the antibodies. If you have too much stress, too much viral load, right? Too much nutritional deficiency, right? Too much fluoride, It causes inflammation in the thyroid. Yes, fluoride causes inflammation in the thyroid. We'll get into that in a second. And how much fluoride is in your drinking water right now. Your thyroid is involved in every action in the body pretty much. And you have to make sure that it's not inflamed. And ordering a TPO on your body or on on your person yearly is the best way to do it. I could make the case that, like I said, people on thyroid medication will have a normal TSH and they'll have a sky-high TPO. So you have to measure both in order to make sure you're addressing the Hashimoto's and your thyroid health. And let me also talk about this real quick, because when I see people with thyroid issues, a lot of times they think that thyroid medication is the answer. And in a lot of cases, it helps a lot, right? If you're missing a thyroid, you need to take thyroid hormones, right? Because you need the thyroid hormones to function, right? But There's still the idea that you had the thyroid removed, you maybe had some inflammation with it, maybe you had cancer with it, right? The body still has to operate once all that's removed. And so taking the thyroid meds should help. But let's say you're one of those individuals where the hypothyroidism is just starting off. If you don't take care of your thyroid, it turns into an inflammatory autoimmune disorder like Hashimoto's. Like it's going to happen. So I think it's vital that at, an early, at the earliest age possible, both boys and girls, one of the things that's taught in schools is you need to take your vitamin D, you need to get your sunlight, you need to get your lab work checked, right? Because if you're a teenager, you're a 20-year-old, even in your late 20s, early 30s, if you're measuring your TPO and your TSH or just your thyroid health in general over the years in blood work, you're going to have to ask for this test. Your practitioner won't order this test unless you ask for it. And if you order the TPO and it's elevated, don't be alarmed. An elevated TPO and even a person with Hashimoto's, it can be managed. I want you to understand this. Thyroid issues usually didn't start with just the thyroid. Okay, there's another reason why you're having thyroid issues, right? It could be a a previous viral infection. It could be a nutritional deficiency there's lots of nutrients the thyroid needs in order to function. So if you are considering taking vitamin D as a supplement for your thyroid, keep in mind that thyroid takes the vitamin D and does something with it to help the body function. Another nutrient that you should think about supplementing with is selenium. Selenium is a mineral that directly helps contribute to thyroid health. The literature, shows that the thyroid is the organ with the highest amount of selenium in the body so your thyroid needs a lot of selenium and I'm going to beg the idea beg the case here that I think most people are probably a little low in selenium the way they're low in nutrients I mean I had to look at you know how many people are actually selenium deficient in this world people in China Russia and Europe are at risk because their soil is generally low in selenium And this same study also says something interesting. People living in low selenium regions like China, Russia, and Europe who also eat a primarily plant-based diet are also at risk for selenium deficiency. So once again, and this goes back to the talk of why I think animal protein is very important. Animal protein like red meat, turkey, chicken, and beef all contain selenium. And if you say, well, I'm vegan, I'm plant-based, let me get the Brazil nuts. Okay, fine. Go to the local convenience store and see how easy it is to go find Brazil nuts. All right? It's not that hard. I mean, it's not that easy. Now, Brazil nuts have a high amount of selenium in it, which is great. And if you choose to eat that on a consistent basis, great. But I can get it in my turkey. I can get it in my chickens. I can get it in my beef. It's an easy fix. If you're a purist who wants to go through your diet, great. If you want to take it through a supplement, consider this selenium helps your thyroid make an antioxidant called glutathione. And you've heard me speak about glutathione before. All right. Now, when it comes to supplements, I have to just pause real quick. I'm a big fan of supplements. We have a supplement company. It's called MSW Nutrition. All right. One of my favorite supplements in there is liver boost. You hear me talk about the liver all the time. It has selenium in there. It's one of the first ingredients in there. If you think about the vitamin D that I was talking about earlier, MSW Nutrition, our company has the D, right? And if you think about, you're taking D3 now, you're taking selenium. The combination of the two boosts your immune system and increase antioxidant production. Would this help someone that has Hashimoto's? I think so. Would this help someone who has hypothyroidism? I would think so. Selenium directly helps the thyroid make glutathione that helps the body then repair against oxidative stress. The same oxidative stress that's found in Hashimoto's. But here's, what I, here's why I said selenium. Selenium and iodine work together. And what some people know or don't know is that iodine is needed to make thyroid hormones. The T3 and the T4 that we talked about. Your thyroid needs a lot of iodine but I don't want you to supplement with iodine. One of the things with Hashimoto's over the years that's been debated is iodine might be throwing gasoline on the fire if you're supplementing it and you have Hashimoto's. And I've talked to a lot of people who've taken iodine for Hashimoto's. Some people said it's helped. Some other people said it made it worse. You can have too much iodine in your body. You can definitely supplement with too much iodine. And in fact, too much iodine actually causes more free radical production and oxidative stress in the body. So I think that's why I would stay away from iodine supplementation. If I have Hashimoto's, I don't want more iodine. I want more selenium, right? And if you, like I said, you're a purist and you want to get organic grass fed beef, that's fine. You can take selenium as a supplement. And I know it's helping boost my glutathione production to help reduce inflammation around my thyroid. I have a study here that shows that selenium supplementation decreases anti-thyroid antibody levels and improves the structure of the thyroid gland in Hashimoto's disease and pregnant women with elevated TPO antibodies. Selenium helps reduce inflammation in your thyroid and you need it. So take it. Another supplement you could look at is anastostol. We have that in our chill by msw nutrition anastastol is a great one we used to always give that for weight loss and insulin and blood sugar anastastol has a direct effect on thyroid health and it improves thyroid signaling tsh actually i have a study here that anastostol can help improve tsh and reduce inflammation that's incredible anastastol right selenium vitamin d you have these over the counter right now right i mean would i say take this in addition to taking your thyroid medication your levothyroxine your synthroid yes because i'm going to tell you this right now synthroid is not my favorite medication levothyroxine is a medic most typical medication given for hashimoto's hypothyroidism it's not always going to fix the problem synthroid is thyroid hormone t4 and your body needs a lot of t4 but it needs a lot of t3 remember I keep talking about the two hormones, your body utilizes T3 way better than it does T4. But when you take Synthroid levothyroxine, you're supplementing T4 in your body with the hope that that converts over to T3. Let me repeat that. When you're supplementing with thyroid hormones, with Synthroid as a medication, the Synthroid levothyroxine is thyroid hormone 4 and your body should convert it over to T3, which is the active thyroid hormone that we want and we need in order to function. That's why Synthroid is the most common medication prescribed for hypothyroidism. The problem is, is the conversion of T4 to T3 occurs in the liver. One in four U.S. adults, one in four adults in this world have a fatty liver, which means one in four people in this world are not converting their thyroid four hormone into the active form of T3 that we need. So taking all the centroid and levothyroxine you want, you still can't override your fatty liver. And keep in mind, fatty liver is usually underdiagnosed. Just, and you imagine most people walking around with a fatty liver, they start taking the centroid because their TSH started elevating too much. And guess what? The centroid worked at first, but you never fixed the fatty liver because you kept drinking alcohol and eating fast food and, and, and you know maybe you had a genetic issue down there. And so this is why I think it's so important to look at the bigger picture. The thyroid is not the only thing affected in the body. If your thyroid's inflamed or or it's off, there's other things in your body that are off too. So supplementing will help the thyroid, but it's not enough. Taking thyroid medication will help, but it's not enough, right? You need to take other things that will help and you need to take measures to help remove things from the body too, okay? let's think about this. We've talked about supplements that help the thyroid, right? Vitamin D, the, the D, I would pick, every, that's the number one supplement on this podcast I would start with. The D, our vitamin D3 with vitamin K2. You start taking that daily. Watch what it does for your thyroid's health. Even if you're taking thyroid meds, there shouldn't be any contraindication of it. You talk to any practitioner out there, how many of them are going to say, don't take vitamin D? Come on, right? Take vitamin D if you have thyroid issues, right? If you want to take a step further, look at the selenium, right? Start supplementing with selenium, even, maybe even more animal protein, Right? I want you to also keep in mind, look at your drinking water. Your drinking water could possibly have fluoride in it. Austin, Texas has fluoride in their water. It's 30 miles south of us, San Marcos doesn't. Last time I checked, there was like 20-plus cities in the U.S. that don't have fluoride in their drinking water. Fluoride was added years ago to help boost the dental health of everyone in this country, right? Fluoride has been found to be very toxic for the thyroid. So if you think about what we're drinking in the water, I know there's other stuff in there besides fluoride. But fluoride is toxic for the thyroid, and it may provoke or support hypothyroidism when their levels are in circulation are in excess. That's a direct quote from a study. If you think about foods for the thyroid, okay let's let's look at our diet let's look at our lifestyle how can we improve our thyroid and hopefully your practitioner who's prescribing your thyroid medication has talked to you about a a diet for your thyroid if not i will okay foods that the thyroid loves contain iodine in them contain selenium in them contain zinc in them like i said maybe you shouldn't supplement with iodine directly if you have Hashimoto's but maybe you can try some things in your diet and see if that helps you if it's not helping you I wouldn't supplement with iodine. I would try selenium instead. All right, selenium you can find it in sardines, turkey, beef, spinach, Brazil nuts, of course. Iodine, kelp, seaweed, canned fish, raw dairy. So that's why I said, like, if you want to go out of your way to get iodine, you're gonna need a little bit in your diet, but you're not gonna need a whole lot, okay? Especially if you have Hashimoto's. But if you eat seaweed, which I think seaweed's great for everyone, that will be beneficial, right? Seaweed has some really good nutrients in it, including the iodine. But if you eat some seaweed, that's a much better option than supplementing with iodine. Zinc is another great mineral for the thyroid. You can find zinc in flaxseed, Brussels sprouts, asparagus, even sesame seeds. If you take in zinc, just like all other minerals, there has to be a balance, right? You don't wanna take too much of one thing, right? So if anything, the safest option is probably the selenium, right, and then get some zinc And iodine from your diet if you have hashimoto's i probably refrain from the iodine i know you're probably worried about iron iron deficiency anemia is really found is also found in hypothyroidism but if you're deficient in one mineral i'm also thinking you're probably deficient in others the soil out there i mean they said the soil in this country is full of selenium i don't know maybe 30 40 years ago right i mean i go drive west texas and i see how processed that soil is right i mean nothing grows out there but yet there's green grass everywhere for the cows to eat, right? What do they spray in that grass to keep it green? And then what do they inject the cows with in order to produce the hormones, right? And then what's in the soil that the cows are even eating from, right? Is it depleted of our nutrients to begin with? And I'd say yes, right? So just assume that besides iron, you're deficient in B vitamins, maybe a little bit of magnesium, maybe a little bit of selenium, right? Not maybe by much, but just a little bit, probably a little bit more than expected. So that's why I say, look at your diet. If you have thyroid issues, you have to follow a certain diet. All right. An anti-inflammatory diet is a good one. I like one that helps repair your gut. There's a direct connection between what you're eating and leaky gut syndrome. We know this, but guess what? There's a connection between leaky gut syndrome and Hashimoto's. There's a connection between leaky gut and hypothyroidism. So you taking the centroid, and the levothyroxine medication and not working on your digestive tract is a no-no. It's not going to help you. If you're taking selenium even, and you're not working on your digestive tract, that's still a no-no. Your thyroid's only going to be healthy if you're giving it the right nutrients and you fix your digestive tract. GI conditions are 45 times more common than hypothyroidism. And at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about 20 million Americans are affected by hypothyroidism in this country. Well, some kind of thyroid issue, 20 million. And this study says GI conditions are 45 times more common than thyroid issues, which means everyone has digestive issues. Everyone has leaky gut. Everyone has gut dysbiosis. Everyone has constipation, heartburn, acid reflux, diarrhea, fatty liver, gallbladder issues the list goes on and on and if you check the lab work and the individual who has the leaky gut who has the fatty liver guess what their hscrp is going to be high high sensitivity c-reactive protein you're like what's that we have a whole podcast about it we did a whole podcast about it right now uh, earlier this morning c-reactive protein is a serum marker of inflammation which means it's a blood test that will predict whether there's inflammation in the body I could make the case that the higher the CRP, the higher the inflammation throughout the body, maybe it's coming from the thyroid, maybe it's coming from the leaky gut. There's been times I look at lab work, the TPO is high in people. I'm like, okay, you have Hashimoto's, right? We talked about thyroid antibodies, it's high. And you say, why aren't the thyroid antibodies coming down? You know, especially on thyroid medication, I'm a bigger fan of like armor thyroid and MP thyroid, some of the more desiccated uh, thyroid hormones that or more natural for the body like armor thyroid and, and nature Thyroid. i don't know if that's still around those are t3 and t4 they're combined thyroid hormones like i said most people will give you just you know synthroid hoping that the t4 they're giving you is going to convert to t3 and i know this is complex but keep this in mind the thyroid's complex right it doesn't present like it's supposed to if someone's tired all the time like Man, it might not just be your thyroid could be the leaky gut that's associated with your thyroid right If someone's tired all the time, they have thyroid issues, they're gaining weight, they're losing hair, what if the gut's inflamed? What if the liver's inflamed, right? Because like I said, if you have thyroid issues, you also have GI issues. I'm just going to assume that. Just put that in your head right now. If you have thyroid issues, you have gut issues, and you have to fix your gut. And if you have gut issues, I want you to also understand you have liver issues. So the person that wants a healthy thyroid has to get enough vitamin D, has to fix their gut, and has to fix their liver. That is the recipe for success for true thyroid health. And if you have Hashimoto's, hypothyroidism, let me say it again for you. For your Hashimoto's, for hypothyroidism, for any type of thyroid issues, you want to make sure that you're supporting your vitamin D, your leaky gut, and your liver, because all those things are involved in a person that has a poor functioning thyroid. Cut out the inflammatory foods. In foods that can cause inflammation in the digestive tract have been known to cause inflammation in the thyroid. Cut out gluten, cut out dairy, cut out sugar, cut out alcohols, cut out fast food. See if your thyroid improves. See if your Hashimoto's antibody markers come down when you cut out gluten, when you cut out dairy. I mean, how bad do you want this, right? For the people who are listening to this podcast, if you have thyroid issues, which, like I said, less than, or well, at least one in eight, women in this country do, 20 million people do, you have gut issues. You have liver issues. The liver plays an important role in thyroid hormones. Like I said, the liver is what converts thyroid hormone T4 to T3. If you have a fatty liver, your centroid medication will not work to its optimal performance. And when they increase the synthroid on you again, and you said it worked at first, but it didn't work after a while, I'm going to say, what have you been eating? Because if your liver is messed up and your digestive tract is messed up, there's no way that Synthroid medication is going to help you. I mean, it's just honestly. So to recap this, because I know this is a lot of information. We've done, I think it's our third, maybe fourth podcast on the thyroid. And this is all newer information. It's a lot hopefully different than what you heard us talk about before. But every time I study the thyroid, every time I study the, the body, I learn something new about it. But it also comes down to the foundations of what we were learn what we were taught as a kid. Right? You got to go to bed early, you got to go outside and play, you got to take your vitamins, you got to eat real food, right? You got to hang out with people that make you better. That's the recipe for a healthier thyroid. That's what we just explained right now. If your thyroid is inflamed or suppressed. Yes, maybe there's some genetic issues that caused it. We talked about that. But a lot of it's lifestyle induced. A lot of it is lifestyle induced. I could make the case that your digestive tract issues, your liver issues, your malnutrition is what caused your thyroid to become suppressed to begin with. But by the time you go to the doctor, and you get your thyroid levels checked, and you get put on thyroid medication. No one's probably talked to you about this but there's still hope for any person out there that still is dealing with thyroid issues. There's hope. You can do something about it. There's plenty of things you can do about it. You can listen to this podcast over and over and over and over and over again until you finally get it. That's what I had to do to study the thyroid years ago, study it over and over again. And then one day I got it. I was like, Oh, it's more than just thyroid medication that you need to take you need to fix all this other stuff. And then the thyroid's going to get better, right? Getting to the root cause, take supplements, I make no apology for having a supplement company. This is why we made these supplements. The D by MSW Nutrition, it's a four-month supply, a four-month supply of vitamin D. Could I make the case that with a billion people worldwide having vitamin D deficiency, that vitamin D could be the most important nutrient next to oxygen that we need in the body? Yeah, take it. Use code NURSEDOZA for a discount. You can do this. I believe in you and your ability to implement. We don't have listeners here. We have doers. And I'm proud of you, and I always will be. And just know I'm always here for you. We're all here for you. Let us know what you need from us. Until next time, class is concluded. Keep working on your health.